Do you want to find motivation to how to get your house ready for the new year? Or maybe stick with your hobbies? On this week's podcast, we'll be talking about that and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. Namaste and welcome to Cuddles and Cappuccinos. Let me start off by saying the quality of this video may be a little rough compared to the upcoming weeks just because I haven't got my podcast equipment and it will make a little bit of a difference in the sound. Also, you may hear my seven-year-old boy in the background and that's because, well, it's real life and I simply can't get rid of my baby boy when making a 20-minute podcast. So I'm a 24-year-old stay-at-home mother of a beautiful baby boy named Khaled. I am constantly looking for places to turn to, for ways to take care of my family in the best way possible. By cooking home-cooked meals, saving money, and teaching my child the best values possible, I feel like if it's the best work on earth. But it's not always easy to keep motivated, and sometimes I fall completely off track. I feel like a complete failure. Being a mother can be as exhausting as it is rewarding. So let me tell you a bit about myself. I have a certificate in early childhood education and I've owned a daycare for five years. I then decided to take a break and become a barista for a year. During this time, I became pregnant with my first child in 2020. Having a child during a global pandemic makes you think a lot of how important family can be. During this time, me and my partner had a serious discussion and we decided that it would be best for my family if I were just to stay home and take care of my son and our family. Becoming a homemaker has been one of my dream jobs and taking care of my family in the best way possible is definitely my job. From planning meals and making my own garden and cleaning products, there's so much to do in a household. We wake up at 5 a.m. every morning and we're in bed by 10 p.m. That's a 17-hour workday and it's not something that's common, but for a homemaker, it is. Sometimes it can get overwhelming, but there are tips and there are skills that you can work on to create that fulfilled life that you want for your family. That's why I have created these podcasts. What is a homemaker, you ask? In the past year, during COVID-19 global pandemic, I was forced to stop working. I went on unemployment because of the government. They put restrictions on certain businesses, closing all restaurants in our local city. I found out I was pregnant on the first of my, with my first child the exact next day I got laid off. I had a lot of time on my hands and I started to study on homemaking. Homemaking is when someone stays home and works for their family by cooking, cleaning, organizing their living environment and making life easier. Their job is literally their family. Homemaking was an essential job for women before the 1960s. When, when in the 1960s, the women's right movement started. It was a very diverse social movement that started mostly in the United States during the 60s and the 70s. Women were fighting for their equal rights and opportunities, the freedom for women. Women finally wanted to go to work. They wanted to have hobbies. They were annoyed of staying home. But this isn't for all mothers. And during that 
time that I've realized that, I've, alro- I've also realized that because of this movement, a lot of women are judged or feel guilty when staying home to take care of their children and family today. When becoming a stay-at-home mother by choice, we shouldn't be judged, but we should be respected for a decision. And more and more, I see women taking that step and staying home because of the price of childcare these days, and they just know that there are so much benefits from staying home and taking care of your family. Like working on educational plans with your child in development, or making sure that your family eats healthy and fresh all the time. Having time to make a garden for your family and make sure that your family is eating fresh foods that you know where they come from. But one of the major problems of staying home mothers are they become depressed or they have anxiety. And this is mainly caused by the lack of motivation. Motivation these years can be so hard to find. And I've seen a lot of people become depressed and have anxiety during this pandemic. But motivation is something that one must constantly be working on in order to create happiness in their workspace. And this is true for any job. Even when working in childcare, I found that I had tons of activities and fun things to do with the kids. And then suddenly I would become really, really depressed. I'd become down. I'd become out of ideas. When a couple months ago, I had tons of ideas. So having little goals and motivation through the year is really important. But it's the same thing with any job. And it's the same thing when becoming a homemaker. So these podcasts are created for mothers that are staying home or simply maybe mothers that are on maternity leave or that want a little bit of motivation. Um, In our situation... My partner took my mater- my paternity leave and um, took our maternity leave and uh, is now on parental leave himself. So I don't have any income. We're living on a one budget salary, and um, the reason for that is because with my partner working uh, for the government, it gives us like a full salary. So he's able to be off but have full salary, and. In my case, I wouldn't be able to get my full salary, so we just thought it would be more an advantage of staying at home uh, for the first year of life of our baby boy, which is great because it gives us an advantage. Um, So I've decided in the meanwhile to start hobbies and start getting ready um, for when I do stay home all alone with my child. Um, So that's why I've started these podcasts so that I'd be able to track um, my everyday life and or everyday week um, and be able to share it with you guys. I'm not an expert and sometimes just by hearing ideas of others is the little push that we need. Having a family was something that I have been looking forward to ever since I left my parents' house in 2014 at the age of 17. Moving into my first home was so rewarding and exciting. I had a bunch of ideas, like I was going to make my own garden and plant flowers and and um, do renovations on the house and everything. Um, but I was working. I was working a lot at the daycare, and sometimes it would be even eighty hours a week. Um, so that continued for a couple of years, and time kind of flew by. And at the age of seventeen, I met the father of my child. Um, 
excuse me, no, that was at the age of 21, I um, met the father of my child. And we sold our little house and we bought our first family home together in 2018. Um, fast forward a couple years and here we are with our first baby boy. I am so excited for 2021. It will be such an interesting start to a new life. Before even becoming a homemaker, it's important to love the space that you work in. In this case, your workspace is literally your house. Creating your house a space that you love and enjoy will make a huge difference in keeping you motivated. You don't need to go buy a new house. You simply need to organize the one that you have in order to create an environment that's clean and easy to manage and fun to live in for your family. One of my favorite things to do is completely empty a closet or a cabinet, take everything out of it and reorganize it to my liking. I know I'm a bit OCD, but when your household becomes your workspace, it's important for you to make your living space the most functional possible. You don't need to go crazy, but you can start by doing little changes around your house to make your house more of a home. Every year on the 26th of December, I clean my whole living space and rearrange it in a way that I think will be most useful for the upcoming year. It's been a tradition of mine for many, many years, even since I've been just have my bedroom at my parents' house. And of course, that took me a lot less time than it does now. Well, this year, it took me two days of cleaning and organizing my whole entire house. I took everything out of every drawer, every cabinet, every closet, and rearranged it to look and function exactly to my liking. I can tell you, though, the feeling going to bed those nights after a long bath and putting my newborn to sleep was one of the most progressive days I've had in a long time. Of course, it was difficult because between cleaning, I had to feed my child. I had to give him attention. We had to do activities. And I kind of cleaned between times that he was either in his swing or he was sleeping. And while going through my stuff, I've realized that I accumulated so much stuff in the past couple years. Um, I noticed that I keep on stuffing things in corners and places where they didn't belong. Because of this, things weren't fitting cabinets properly, drawers weren't closing properly. If only I had took the time to put things exactly where they go instead of stuffing them in any random drawer, I would have saved myself two days of cleaning everything. So that was a lesson for this year is I'm definitely going to watch where I put things to make sure that they're going in the right spot because it's so much easier just throwing it in the closest drawer or the closest closet. But the worst thing about it is I was accumulating filth and bacteria. With a newborn, it's not an environment that you want to be living in. Making a clean and healthy environment for my family is so important to me. It's also important for me to create spaces and spots in my house for my pleasure, a place where I want to be. I wanted to find ways to make our lives easier and more cost efficient. You see, I was cleaning for a purpose. Before cleaning, try sitting down, having a coffee. Remind yourself what you're, you're going to be cleaning for. Think of things that you can do to make your house a place where you want to stay. There are a couple things that I had in mind. 
that I absolutely wanted to do for myself. The first thing was to create a coffee space in the morning where I could just create new coffees because I love drinking um, flavored coffees, trying new syrups and putting new ingredients in coffees to make different tastes. As being a barista, this is just a hobby that I kind of picked up and I absolutely enjoy it and I love tasting new coffee beans from different places and different roasters. So for me, that was very important to have a space um, that was kind of like a little cafe where I could do my coffee in the morning. The second thing was a place where I could relax and take a bath. So the first thing I did was I started by taking everything out of a hutch that I wasn't using in my kitchen and a small kitchen cart that I had emptied out. I placed my favorite coffee cups in the hutch and got rid of the things I didn't want or didn't use anymore. I placed my espresso machine and my coffee maker on the kitchen cart to make like a cafe corner. I put my ungrated coffee beans in mason jars and placed them behind the glass doors of my hutch for a little charm. I created a space to make coffee in the morning that makes the task so much more enjoyable. Not only is this cute, but using mason jars to put my coffee beans in, I've been able to label the different coffee beans and display them so I can see all the different kinds that I have and I can choose which one that I want in the morning, either a light roast or a dark roast or a brown coffee. I can just pick up the mason jar and simply grind my beans and make my coffee. But also, I use the mason jars so that when I go to pick up my coffee, I can um, just fill up mason jars. Because there's places that do sell coffee beans where it's um, packaged free, where you can just fill up your mason jar and bring it home. Um, but most coffee beans are already prepackaged. But in certain um, places, you can find coffee beans in bulk. So that's just an idea. That's a fun idea that I could maybe um, do with the mason jars that I have in my hutch. Um, shopping in bulk and package free is a fun and easy way to stay organized and save money and it's also very eco-friendly. It can be fun organizing a spot, almost like crafting, finding creative ways to place objects. Organizing can even become a hobby if it's something that you really find enjoyable. This Christmas, my partner bought me a label maker and I love it. I use it to label all my mason jars and containers in order to know what's in what. Um, so when it comes to do my package-free groceries, um, it looks good. It looks organized in my cabinets. And I just pick up what's missing and I fill it up when I get to the store. When cleaning up my pantry and placing everything in jars, I've noticed that I had bought a lot in double because what was happening is I wasn't seeing clearly the ingredients that I did have on hand. I bought four packages, large packages of cinnamon. That's enough to fill a mason jar. Of course, that's more than we need for the next year. But this would have never happened if my pantry was organized as it is today. Many times I've seen myself throw away food just because it was rotten in places that I didn't know, like the back of a shelf or the drawer in my fridge, under things, behind things. It caused waste and I lost a lot of money. I continued organizing corner by corner, room by room in my house, creating new corners and rooms for my family to live and enjoy better in.
It's been incredibly successful, and the more I think about it, the more I feel so good about my new house. Creating what I call little sacred corners is how you make your home more enjoyable. It could be a corner that you use to change your baby. You display all the beautiful natural products that you use to take care of him. It could be where you sit and watch TV by placing comfy pillows and candles. Or maybe it's simply where you do your hair and makeup by placing bright lights and and organizing your makeup on display. There are many different creative ways that you can make a space better. By doing a corner every day, your result is a home that you love. My goal for the new year, though, is to become more eco-friendly and budget-friendly so that my family can put more money for activities and things that we want or that we need. Family time is something that you need in order to create long-lasting relationship with your close ones. And sometimes it can cost money. It doesn't always have to, but sometimes it does. For example, if you want to go to the zoo or you want to go eat at a restaurant or you want to take a family trip. Saving money can be the difference of what you can and can't have. I do need to purchase a few things though to save money in the long run. I made an order on Amazon the other day with a gift card that I got at Christmas and I'll be sharing that in my next podcast. It might just be a few things that you need to save money. As I continued on this project in the upcoming weeks, I also have little side projects that I wanna be doing. One of them is making a family cookbook that works for us that we can follow each week. The reason I'm doing this is by following a monthly meal plan, we're able to buy only the things that we need and ensure that we have all the ingredients we need to make healthy and delicious meals for our family. Once the book is finished, I can then make a menu in a grocery list. Staying home means I have a lot more time on my hands and it makes me feel a bit easier on my family. It's certain that if you're a working mom, that making home-cooked meals every night can be challenging and almost impossible. Think of doing the food that you want to eat during the week in one night by prepping it for the whole week. Food that freezes well, for example, that you can just heat up when you get home. By doing this, you'll prevent waste and serve better meals for your family. Waste is something that doesn't just happen in the kitchen, though. It can happen in every room of your house, especially the bathroom. But outside your house is also a place that you could have waste. I'll show you an example of that. So I've been shopping around for a couple weeks for a living room table. The reason why is my dog is constantly jumping and running on my area rug, and it makes it slide from one side of the room to the other. I'm constantly putting the rug back in its place and I know if I put a coffee table, it would stop my dog from running across it and keep the carpet in place. So I was shopping around and looking for a decent table at a decent price. For what I wanted, the price range was about $200. But still, $200 is a week worth of groceries. So I kind of gave up on the idea and wanted to wait for a sale but one morning my partner asked if I wanted a table that morning and of course I said yes it would be so nice so he goes into the garage and comes back about a half an hour later with a huge 150 pound wooden table it's huge it's literally the size of a dining room table 
It even had kind of a rusted look to it and it fits perfect in my living room. It's so useful for working and eating or simply lifting up your feet. And it costs absolutely nothing. In our backyard, we had an old deck and it was rotting. This summer, we took apart pieces of it and put it in our garage. He used that wood to make the table and then painted it with some old white paint we had lying around the house. Not only was it cheap, pretty, and useful, but it had kind of a little story behind it. That's why I absolutely love it. And every day waking up and seeing that table kind of reminds me how easy it is to use things and create new things with it. Sometimes being waste-free means using old things and creating new things, but make sure you're making useful things. When cleaning organizing, I also realized that I had a lot of hobbies and interests that I was putting aside or simply forgot, like learning and using essential oils. I found all my oils that I had in, in, bought in the past hidden in a closet. I decided to create a space in my house where I could see them to make them easier to access and to remind me to keep motivated um, and to use them. I also wanted to create learning resources and development activities to use with Khaled when he grows up. So I, had a, I have a closet with plastic box for each month. In the box there are activities and ideas and printables that we can use together um, and follow them uh, with the theme of, of that specific month. By creating interests and hobbies in your life, you're able to create a more happy and fun life. Sometimes hobbies are hard to continue because we either lose motivation or we simply change to another one and forget about the first one altogether. But what happens is that years later, you find yourself not finishing a project or learning about a certain subject. You only have bits and pieces here and there. When you find something that you think you will like or begin to learn, make sure that you have a place in your home where it's on display. Some people don't maybe have enough space for this, but make sure you have either a little reminder in your house of that hobby or interest. That way, when you get bored and you have nothing to do, you can go back to those hobbies that you were attracted to once before. Being organized and having hobbies are the two most important things that I've learned to prevent anxiety and depression. The last idea I wanted to share with you is some is so that you can pre- prepare your home for the new year. Buy a large whiteboard or a chalkboard and place it somewhere that is viewable to your family. For example, about a year ago I placed a large whiteboard in my hall next to my kitchen. It's close to our door, so we pass in front of it every day. On that board, I put reminders, appointments, events that I need to do this month. Doing so, I found myself forgetting a lot less. To encourage myself to use the board and be attracted to it, I bought some chalk markers, um, and they're so great. They have all different colors. They're bright colors, neon colors, pastel colors. And I would make little drawings on the board um, just to make it a little bit more attractive and fun for my family. With a similar board, you could write your grocery list, your chores to do, uh, a to-do list, and so much more. In the upcoming podcast, I also want to share with you some fun hobbies that you can start with your family in order to create everlasting memories. We will talk about products on the market that are worth buying because they can save you money on the long run and are eco-friendly. 
I hope you join me next Thursday when I share this and more. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cuddles and Cappuccinos. Have a wonderful week and namaste.